0: Doing agile is different than being agile. One involves practices and the other is a mindset. Today, the mermaids are talking about both, how we're staying adaptable by reassessing our client and our own needs. Women face unique challenges, from glass ceilings at work to everyday
1: personal stressors. The Maiden Voyage podcast covers it all, offering tips and tricks for overcoming your struggles. While this lady hosted podcast focuses heavily on women's issues, it's relevant for anyone who values self improvement, equality, and badass inspiration. We all navigate this journey together.
0: Welcome aboard.
1: Welcome back for
0: another episode of Maiden Voyage. Today, we're talking about being agile and what that means. Now, conventionally, the definition of agile just means to move quickly or easily, but that term has transformed and been used a lot in the marketing landscape, Um, and I have a great definition here. It's talking about being characterized by the division of tasks into short phases of work with frequent reassessment and adaption. So there's like three big terms there that stand out to me. It's the idea of doing work in short phases, Mm -hmm. frequently reassessing what you're doing and being able to adapt. So in a way, it is just like the standard definition of being able to move quickly and easily. but it starts to get a little bit more complicated when in marketing you've, you've probably seen them talk about Scrum and the different ideas of practices that you can do to make your agency more agile as it operates versus just having an agile mindset in general to be constantly thinking about innovating and changing and growing. So yeah. today, The Mermaids, we're gonna share a little bit about both, about how professionally in our agency, We are being adaptable, uh, especially around these uncertain times of isolation um, and how that's affecting both our clients and the way we're doing our work, as well as just how we're being agile at home. A lot of us are stuck working remotely right now. We have family, kids, roommates, people around us that are all huge distractions, and we're talking about how we're staying savvy and uh, swimming through these uncertain times right now. So did anyone want to start? Was there something um, professionally that you're doing right now to stay adaptable?
2: Okay. I mean, one of,
3: oh, go ahead, Krista. Sorry,
2: sorry, Julie. I was just going to say, like, I mean, maybe let's talk about how work-wise, like the morning routine has changed, right? Like um, me personally, like a lot of things changed at once, right? But now it's a matter of it's not just getting out the door in time to get a coffee before work and like get set up at my desk and like do all these things. Like working from home has like shifted all of that, obviously, because I voluntarily started a work from home job, you know, just like a month ago anyway, right before, you know, everything happened. And now it's about getting up, like getting myself dressed, going to the kitchen, making sure I have my coffee, making sure I'm happy, either going and sitting out on the back porch and like drinking coffee or going for a quick drive around the block to make me feel like I'm getting some sort of commute like before I sit down at my desk and I have to work because like everything changed.
1: That's so- interesting. So you're like parlaying an old habit I am. of like driving around the block, yeah, like yeah. E- even before you were sanctioned into isolation? Because I know a lot of people are like, I need to go, like, um, Sarah Blakely. What up, Sarah? Bestie. Um, She's the owner and creator of Spanx, in case you didn't know. Um, She uh, has posted on her Instagram that her husband, that gives her, but her and her husband made a deal. She gets to drive around in her car for 20 minutes a day and just sing and scream and be by herself because she has, like, 900 kids and a kid husband, and she needs that 20 minutes. So I know a lot of people who are like, I'm leaving, and they just drive their car, and then they come back. But I love this fact that, like, you're doing this as part of your like daily routine, no matter what.
2: Yeah, I'm making my coffee and I'm taking it in the car, and I'm pretending like I am on a commute. Like, it is so crazy, but it gives me a sense of like, you know, this just because everything is like upside down, right? Yeah, and, like, it has to be different. Like, right. why not just grab that one thing that I was already used to?
1: Interesting. I love this. Um, I, I would, would say, say that. that I would <laughs> Yeah, no, I love that. I would say that um, for me, um, you, I, I always woke up early because, you know, when everyone was leaving the house, like I had to get, get a kid ready and pack the bags and just so like I'm, I was always I was working out early. Like I'm, I've always been, not always, since I had a human, I've always been an early riser. Um, but I find that I have the most agility in my day or planning for agility in my day between like, all right, get, like getting my husband to be like, okay, what meetings do you have today? What meetings do I have today? Okay, let's marry them. Who can take who, like, how do we shuffle this? Who's feeding lunch? Who's putting down for nap? And although that feels like planning because it is, we're like very much also like this morning, he woke up a little late. I woke up a little late. Like we didn't get our stuff together in time. And like, it was like, okay, well, like I'm going to run upstairs and do this. I'll switch off with you at this time. Like, it's just about that, that flexibility is really what it's about. It's being able to like mold what would normally be like a rigid office, non-interrupted um, kind of mentality that you have and, and, and making it work for other human beings, you know, in who are in your space right now. Totally.
0: I think a big part of it for me is just staying disciplined. It's easy now that we're stuck at home to kind of slip into that like lazy mindset. Like you're saying, make sure you get up early, be disciplined. The things that matter to you still make time for them.
1: Yeah. And I think what's interesting from a professional standpoint, and I'd like to tee this off. And then I, Julie, I really would love to hear you talking about some of the strategies that you've been implementing with like clients and, and, you know, Impulse. Um, And and I'll just briefly share mine. Like I'm in sales here at Impulse Creative. So I don't, I have a sales process, but it's not heavy like a marketing strategy would be. However, I have bent my own rules. And when I would otherwise say, no, you have to enter an X, Y, or Z part of my process, because this is how we do things. I've become much more ebb and flow to the fact that like talk to me about what you need right now because if we can help you without having to go into this rigid process we're going to help you because everyone is flailing a little bit and so if my company can do something even if it's something small to give you a feeling of confidence or security in whatever the project might be we're going to do that maybe it would be a project we would never take on because it's too small or or what, what, whatever the case might be, or it's not necessarily like the way we usually do it. I'm bucking all of that right now and saying, how can I help you? That's my number one question when I go into sales meetings. And so for all you other salespeople out there, like if you are coming at your process from a, here's the products and services and solutions we offer, how can I help you? If it's one or three of those, if it's not normal, if it's nothing we've ever done before, how can I help you? If you can find a way to help someone, you could potentially grab a client for life. And that would be my main message from a sales perspective is like, how can you help someone and potentially really help yourself in the future? So that's where I am. Julie, I know you're doing some really magnificent things, though, from a strategy perspective that I would love for you to share with our listeners.
3: For sure. And Jackie, I think you just hit the nail on the head from a sales standpoint is the same question to be asking from a marketing standpoint. How can I help you? Or um, what I tend to be saying is coming from a place of what do people need, right? And sometimes people need information and sometimes people need a social outlet and sometimes people need ways to use fruits and vegetables and canned food in their pantry, right? So people need different things from different sources at different times. And just because it's not, you know, the core of what you do doesn't mean you shouldn't be sharing resources if you have them. So I have a couple examples of this. um, And then I think Jen may have some as well. So one of the things that I'm really encouraging clients to do is how can we take what you have and shift your messaging, especially on social or in emails, and make that work for you today. Especially when I have some clients who have needed to cut down on their budget. I have some clients who um, aren't able to create as much content right now or aren't feeling like their usual brand tone makes sense in the current climate. So how can you take what you have and just give it a little spin and not scrap it, right? Right. And maybe bring things back from the past, push things out, reorganize your schedule. So, really focusing on, you know, yeah, this is not a normal time. And it's not a normal time for business. It's not a normal time for people. And how do we shift and pivot there? So, social is a, is a big way I'm seeing clients do that. And it's a space where you can be doing things very quickly and making changes, which is great. Um, there have also been a lot of businesses kind of just adapting and supporting. You know, in a lot of ways, um, I'm reminded being in the Northeast of just how the, the climate was in the month after 9-11, right? Um, you just heard stories of people doing these tremendous helpful things that were not what they do, but recognized needs. So there are companies like Rogue Fitness. Um, they make fitness equipment and barbells and kettlebells and things like that. They started making um, protective visors for um, healthcare professionals. Um, and didn't really say a lot, said a little bit about it on social media, but they're kind of, the posts I noticed, they were looking for elastic for them, because they don't have or make elastic, they melt metal, so they put that out there, like, hey, we can make 10,000 of these a day, but they need elastic, can someone help us with that, so you see this tremendous back and forth in this community, so focusing on what do people need, everything else follows, the community follows you, and then these become memories and part of consciousness that are part of your brand right So just doing the right thing I think is the biggest shift we can make mm-hmm. um, And then I've seen things like produce distributors who usually distribute to restaurants and food service coming in and they're saying, well you know this maybe this restaurant business isn't here right now we still have all of these connections. Let's figure out ways to deliver to homes um, and families and consumers and make sure it makes sense for us, but hey, we're able to hire people back to our business who we had laid off, because now we have this other demand. So those smart ways of thinking about how your business can change are great. Um, and then the last thing I'll say is just around knowledge and information and resources. So I have a client who is a small business. Um, they work with small businesses in um, a little bit of a, a hot spot of a virus right now. And a lot of their business is slowing down, drying up. Their clients aren't really operational. And one of the things we said was, okay, well, what do, what do your clients need? They need to know what they can do today when their business isn't running. They need to know what they're going to have to do when they need to reopen. And maybe they just need a little support and peer groups and things like that. So we talked about, do you do a webinar? Do you do a roundtable? Do you just have like an open forum, happy hour type of thing? So I'm seeing these come up. I saw um, yesterday I took a Zumba class with an instructor who is also a CPA. So I have a friend who um, does education events for CPAs, and he said, "Hey, one of my members is teaching a Zumba class. Do you want to do it?" So get on the link and it's not a normal thing. And, you know, I obviously was invited because I know someone who was invited, but things like that just are really feel good moments where you're like, oh yeah, like that was a good thing to do. And yeah, there's a little promotion. There's a little marketing behind it, but the idea at the heart is being helpful. And that's, I think what we all need to keep in mind.
1: I love all of that. Yeah. I, I think that like, there's no... Yeah, I love all that. I think that there's like, and I've said this before and I know we agree, there's no reason to stop. It's all about the pivot, right? So it's really about embracing this methodology of fluid movement, of agility. Um, And and think about it like as an athlete too, like we, as athletes, you do agility and strength training, right? You train to be strong and you train to to be flexible and on the move and like, that's how businesses and humans need to be right now. We need to be strong, Yet flexible.
3: I love that analogy, Jackie. And I think the other thing is when you're training, sometimes you're training for life, right? Mm. So you're training so you have all these things you can do, not just for the sake of being able to lift heavy weights, but because yes. at some point you're gonna need to move a suitcase full of books up a flight of wow. stairs. Right. So, it's so this, funny. Right? This marketing pivot that's happening right now, right? Think about all the other marketing that you do regularly as training. And now let's pull those skills and hey. We can write blog posts, we can do social graphics, we can do all of these things, and what do we need to really do, because this is life, this is real, so I love that.
1: Um, it's funny you should say that, because I used to go train at this gym, or work out at this gym, it was like a soul cycle style spinning studio, and she used to say, we come in here and we train for life, and like, she was the owner, and she's so motivational, I like, loved her, I rode there for many years. Um and she, that's what, like, that was like her tagline. Like, we come in here and we train for life, not for bathing suits, you know, not for photo shoots. We train for life. And to this day, like, and I just correlated that when you said it, Julie, but like, when I'm working out, like, like, and I was traveling to Florida and tried to get my suitcase in the top. And someone said, do you need know how? I said, no, I work out for this. Like legitimately that we do though, like we're not working out to be on the cover of Playboy or whatever or sports illustrated, right? Like we're, we're doing these things in lives to like aid ourselves we're, what you do today is helping your future self is kind of how I want to think about it. But from a business standpoint as well, like the efforts you're putting in today is going to be helping your organization in three and six months from now.
3: Love that. Also, full disclosure, last time I was on a plane, someone asked me if I needed help with my suitcase, and I said no, and then I actually did need help because it was just too high. And it was <laughs> okay, very like, embarrassing. Like it was very embarrassing.
1: But you are like a petite little nugget, like a little fairy, and sometimes <laughs> fairies' wings just need a little bit of help.
3: I was very frustrated that I needed oh. help. I just misjudged. It was about two inches higher than I thought it was.
1: You're very strong. You can deadlift more than anyone I know. <laughs> It's true. So Jen, you're doing some pretty epic things as well from a content creation um, perspective for clients. I'd love to hear more about that.
0: Yeah, I think that we hit the nail on the head earlier saying like the word pivot, that resounds so much to me that it's one of those things where changes are happening right now, but don't pause. Like the worst thing you can do from a marketing perspective is just stop some people are coming to us saying, like, we don't have the budget, our budget's been slashed, like, what do we do? Do we just stop posting? Do we stop engaging? Do we stop doing this? And the answer is no. Now is the time that you have to start getting creative with your resources, um, and, I don't know, being being a little adaptable. So one thing that, from a content perspective, that I've been excited about doing for clients is instead of creating brand spanking new content all the time is to look back on resources that we've already created for them and see if we can give something a facelift and or repurpose it for something else so we could go back in and look at some of those high-performing blogs or um, web pages or whatever or even ones that are just kind of on the precipice there. Like they're getting enough traffic, they're getting a little engagement, but they just could use a little boost. And instead of going in and reinventing the wheel or creating something from scratch, we can just go back in and like zhuzh up those content pieces a little bit. So instead of me using um, you know, X amount of time, let's just say like two hours to create a blog, I might be able to go in and re-optimize a blog in an hour. Go back in there and add some metadata to the photos or resize them if I see the picture is taking how long to load because it's a huge file. Um, I could go back in and check again what my keyword strategy was behind there and drip some more like semantic terms. I could bulk up some sections that I see are performing really well with some of our SEO tools here to see what it's ranking for. There are tons of things that you could do with less time and less money that could still add a ton of value for you, especially long-term value. Because when we talk about SEO, you know, it's a long game here. We might do something now that doesn't actually give us a huge return for a few weeks or a few months from now. Um, So that's been awesome. And the other thing is just repurposing things in general. So if you have a bunch of blogs that are about one topic, could this be an awesome time for you to accrue all those together and maybe create an ebook, like a downloadable gated resource that could help you attract some more leads? or if you've been recording a bunch of podcasts, you know, or listening to them, maybe someone could gather these podcasts together and put them into a downloadable audiobook just so you could listen to them all in one swoop. So there are tons of creative ways in general that you could take things that you've created and turn them into something new without a huge effort. Um, and that's kind of been my biggest takeaway for being agile from like a marketing content perspective. And I have some awesome blogs that I've written about repurposing and reoptimizing, optimizing as well that I could share that we could uh, tease yes. on the Facebook page that everyone could check out because there's some really fun ideas in there as well. That I'm
1: like really out. great tips in those blogs, Jen. I think you're that's like the great. queen of this Thanks. and as well as like SEO, love it. And I, I, I highly agree with you that like, if you're really being cautious about how you're spending your dollars right now, this is an excellent way that even perhaps you could read up on it and do take this task internally, like, and not need to pay anyone else to do it. Yes, exactly. I love that. I love,
3: I love being scrappy, Jen. I think, um, a great thing that you're hitting on right now is this search space today current climate um, and in times of change is always a bit volatile Um, and that could mean that old content that usually performs really well is kind of underperforming right now so don't panic it'll come back right it comes back but you might also find that content that doesn't usually get a lot of hits is really shooting up right Jen and I had this happen with a client Um, and then taking that extra step say okay so I'm getting this traffic here what else what can I do to improve this and then leaning into those tips that Jen shared is really key. Um, And the idea of creating an audio book from podcasts, love it. Um, And eBooks from blog posts is so classically like inbound and good, like we forget about it. And don't forget about free tools and resources where you can do this stuff like Canva, like lay it out. Even if you're using Microsoft Word, there are templates, like you can get this done. And I think that's the most important thing.
0: Right. And I mean, even if you don't have resources at your fingertips, I mean, I'm sure we've all seen, like, John Kroninsky's Some Good News. He had his children draw up his logo, the, uh, the S-whatever, and people love it. Like, it's, it's not a professionally done resource, but in a sense, they're kind of, like, laughing about that and saying, like, we know it's not but this is what's delightful about it. We're being scrappy, like you said, during this time of uncertainty. We're doing what we can at our fingertips and still moving on. And and knowing him,
2: like how he is and his attitude towards life, like that was on purpose, right? Like that's the exact point. Like his brand. (laughs) Like, but like we don't have all the resources we need right now. So like just do everything you can with what you have. And like Ultimately, like, it's more than, like, a Ross from Friends reference about pivoting, you know, like, but it's, it's true. Like, I, I mean, I, you guys are, gosh, you, you guys have all said some really wonderful things that I'm just, like,
3: processing.
1: (laughs) And I love the fact that, like, um, you're talking about, like, his authenticity, right, Jen, of, like, the it is what it is method, right? Like, (laughs) You know, like I have to hold a crying baby during conference call. It is what it is right now. And like, and here's the other thing, like in times like this, if you are not willing to give and deliver grace, um, in my opinion, like from like a client perspective, then maybe we're not a good fit right? If you're not willing to give and deliver grace, then maybe this is just not a good partnership any longer um, in all assets of life, friends. That's a good rule of thumb. Um, we should be delivering and receiving grace across the board and, and really leaning into like those authentic moments though, where you're like, okay, here, here we are. Here we are. This is this is a colored SGN logo. It will now be hammered into all of our minds for the rest of our lives, right? No one will ever forget how beautiful it is. He was so proud of it. Like, he really leaned into that moment. And in the marketing, in the marketing and both personal arenas, like, now's the time to, like, lean into that stuff, you know? Like, there's nothing you can do about it. You can, you're not going to go get something printed right now for the purpose of what he's doing. And the point of some good news is to bring a smile to your face, that is what he's doing. So I think as we think about like, how are we, like Julie had said and Jen had both said, how are we like optimizing and changing and and, and leveraging what we have today to make sense for us in 60, 90, 120 days, right? And, and, And it's about like giving yourself grace, holding yourself accountable and being flexible to like what you can make work now. Um, and it's easy to do if you just open yourself up to it and remove yourself from the rigid, rigid, rigidity. How can you say this? Rig- rigidity. Rigidity. <laughs> yeah. rigidity, The rigidness of how you would normally handle your marketing or your sales or your business relations. That's what it is. It's got to tear some walls down right now.
0: Yeah. It's not a time for making people feel bad for something. Like you said, Jackie, like if, you know, you're holding a baby on a conference call, it's not a time to be like, this is unprofessional. You know what I mean? People need support right now. They are so probably stressed in their home life. There are tons of facets that are spilling over. Just the fact that, Julie says this all the time and I love it, like, we're doing it. Just the fact that somebody is doing it through all this chaos right now, they deserve
1: like an award just for existing and being a person, (laughs) a functioning human being right now. Yeah, well, and I'll even say before I, and then I'll, Chris, I want to hear about your kitchen extravaganzas because we talked about this a little bit before and I love it. Um, But this whole scenario has created a lot of anxiety for me personally. Um, I do... strive to appear as professional as possible. And having a little one at home has given me a lot of anxiety about this whole situation. And I've been talking with girlfriends about it. And like, you know, um, sometimes it's hard to be the only person on the call with like a child crawling on you. You know what I mean? And like how that looks and uh, like not, I don't want other people to be annoyed. I'm trying to not be annoyed. Like it's, it's a very fine line to balance. And a girlfriend of mine had said to me, This is your opportunity to play as if this is a stage and a platform for you to stand on to say, yeah, I'm doing it. Okay. With a kid on my back and the agenda in front of you, going on and off mute, like I'm doing it. And when I looked at it that way, I think we can also parlay that to our clients that like this is where you've been giving an opportunity to have a stage to Elevate your brand, and you get to choose how you want to do that right now. Totally. And you're like humanizing
0: yourself too. Right. Now your clients see you beyond just like sales Jackie. I'm a, yeah. this is me and my home life. And if yeah. people offer grace, like you said, it's a perfect opportunity for them to really um, peek into like what your life is like and have a new appreciation for how badass you yeah. are at kicking ass with all these other priorities in your life too. Yeah. You know?
1: Very true. And not only that, Jen, like how amazing of an organization that we work for that it's not something that has been so poo-pooed that I like, I'm off camera all the time because I never know what's going to happen. Like, you know, we're very lucky. But I think a lot of organizations are leaning that way right now that like, just get shit done. We are in the GSD stage of isolation, right? All of us are. Um, And hopefully most people are blessed to be in a situation like ours where. You know, we are still working with wonderful clients who we're trying to help every day, um, as well as being given, you know, that grace back from our organization to say, we get it. Like, we get it. This is not normal. And we get it. That has
2: by far been one of the, the best things that I've seen come out of this
1: is everyone
2: just like dialing it back a couple notches and being like wow like this is real for everyone right like just being more understanding because people got to the point where they were being so like bitter and harsh about judging other people especially from like a professional perspective um and now that like we are all in some sort of situation that is off the wall and off the beaten path and not normal and I know I don't know you're having to take a look at yourself a little bit right like Am I okay with like the circumstances that I'm in? Am I like understanding of the circumstances that someone else is in, and like can we still like cooperate and like figure out how to live our lives? Right. Yeah.
1: Um, I think a really great example of that Krista and I don't know if anyone else to see this is like Kim Kardashian did a video ad. The makeup thing in her, her guest bathroom. I saw. Oh, okay, no, I haven't seen that one, but I, I'm going oh. to look at it now. This is the one where she was talking for like the state of California, like stay home, isolate. And her daughter's in the background, like, you should stop talking to your friends and spend more time with your kids. Her daughter says this, and Kim Kardashian looks at the camera and goes, Facts. <laughs> like dead. The amount of times my toddler has looked at both me and my husband and been like, put your phone down. This last four weeks is like, I can't even count. Uh, like I just can't. It's so the, funny.
2: The video that I saw was, um, she was in her, she was just trying to get some like time. A Always. makeup tutorial. Yeah. yeah just trying to do a makeup tutorial. And she's like, guys, I'm in my guest bathroom right now because I just want to, and like her daughter is like, you know, <laughs> she's like, I can't get away from my daughter or like whatever. And she's like, that's rude. Or says something. Yeah, her daughter says this. And she and she like looks at the camera and she's like, "I just want to do this one thing for myself. I just want to do a makeup tutorial. Please, please let me do it." And she walks around like, and she's like,
1: "Okay, right." Like, but that is so real life. And to know that, like, we're all suffering in that. Like, I need five minutes. I just, I just want five minutes. You know. Like, I love their daughter's color ground on it, too, because that's also real life. Have a oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so talk to me about the adventures you're having in the kitchen.
2: Oh, wow. Um. So it's it's been fun, right? So um, ordering from Instacart, you know, grocery delivery, um, has been the most exciting part of every week. Um, It is like a game, right? Whenever the shopper <laughs> starts shopping, Josh is like, what do you think they're going to be out of? What are we going to replace it with? You know, what are... What do you want instead? Like if they don't have like six like loose, like yellow onions, are you okay with the bag? Do you want the bag? Like, and so whenever the food all gets here, we wipe it all down and we like do our little thing to like make ourselves feel comfortable of like sanitizing. And you know, then it's like, who's cooking tonight? Um, Are you cooking like, oh, I had this like recipe in mind I wanted to try. So sometimes the recipes are really cool. Um, like Josh pulled a recipe he's got this like world recipe book and he got a recipe from like Iraq the other night and it was really cool Um, super fun and in some scenarios when I cook I'm a little bit more um, experimented in a not really sure what I'm doing way so sometimes things turn out bad and we're like, you know, we can't waste this food. Like this is the food that we have, right? It's not like we can just like ditch this and like go get a pizza or something, right? Like we can't do that right now. So he's like, okay, okay, like I have a plan. Like we'll we'll do something with it tomorrow. So usually what happens is you reheat it in the pan the next day and you put different seasonings all over it. Like let's load this up with some garlic salt. Let's cover it in ancho chili powder. You're never gonna know what happened. <laughs> then, you know, I can turn almost anything into taco meat, you guys. And,
0: <laughs> that is a skill. That's interesting. I love that. <laughs> I love that.
2: So, you know, <laughs> and uh, so we're just trying like a bunch of different things. And even when things... That, that's the funny thing is even when things turn out so bad or so sucky or how is this edible, I'm like, I got hot sauce. I'll I'll fix this up, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just figuring out, like making a joke out of it, but also, like, being, uh, super, um, courageous, and Josh, like, made a comment, he didn't mean it in, like, a bad way, but I, like, I'm not a good cook, I've never been a good cook, and he's, like, your, like, skills of, like, he's, like, I'm impressed, he's, like, this is good, <laughs> <I'm> like, yes, <laughs> like, it's just, it's, um, I learned something new by, like, not having a choice, right, like, if my food sucks, I have to figure out what to do with it, and how to fix it somehow i can't just like go get thai food because i give up right <laughs> like, um it, it's been fun it, it's been fun and i've become a better cook and like i'm also dealing with like evolving to figuring out how to uh deal with all these like food allergies that i just found out about like less than six months ago so like i was already in a transitionary period anyway and like this guy he made um like sweet and sour sauce with like no allergens in it for me. It was amazing. And so I got to have sweet and sour chicken. It was crazy, right? And that's because like he got desperate and he's like, you know, we've gotta switch up like what we're doing. And he figured out how to make like, you know, that sauce out of like tapioca starch and stuff. And like, it, it, it was just
0: good. It was really cool. You're innovating right
1: now. It's Yay. like all back
0: to being agile. You're just saying like, what can I do? I gotta, I gotta make it work, you know? Yeah
2: and we've never cleaned out the spice cabinet so much there are, I like there it. were things from
0: 2017 in there i'm not proud of that <laughs> I, I wouldn't tell my anyone supplies i threw out like some sort of flour from like 2015 i'm not even joking
3: i was like girl oh. that stuff goes bad that'll go bad <laughs> flour goes rancid so <laughs> pro tip for everyone if you like happen to buy like a 10 15 20 pound bag of flour because that's all you can buy right now and you're stress baking um, not speaking from experience or anything no. you can put it in the fridge or freezer and extend its life yeah yes
1: that yes. is a pro tip i had no idea yeah. I, I know that. things i love that i love that we um we we're, we're making it happen everywhere ladies i think that
2: oh one more thing super ri- like overripe bananas in case you're like in case you like bananas and like you forgot about them or something um We've been like mashing them and putting them with eggs. You can make pancakes, pancakes. out of that, guys. Pancakes. That's amazing. Yeah, and like the only kind of pancakes I can eat. So you know.
3: <laughs> Do you know else you can put in those, Carissa? A little protein powder.
0: What does Papa have? Well, I have
1: chocolate protein powder right now. I can make chocolate, oh, my... <laughs> chocolate banana pancakes. Amazing. Huh? so if you take take nothing away from this episode you can make chocolate banana pancakes with very few ingredients be agile af in your kitchen (laughs) Uh,
3: if a banana can be a pancake just think what you can you can be
2: anything (laughs) (laughs) and also guys be nice to yourself when you make gross
0: stuff okay be super nice to yourself (laughs) kindness kindness can go a long way Well, we hope that you took away a few awesome tidbits from this episode, either from a professional standpoint, how you can make your business more agile or work more agilely as a worker versus uh, things that you can do at home to be a little bit more adaptable. This is actually the last episode of our season three of Maiden Voyage. So we're going to take a little bit of a break to regroup strategize figure out some great topics for next season and hopefully we'll see you in a few weeks for season four Sadly, that'll do it for this week's episode of Maiden Voyage. We'd like to thank you, our amazing listeners, because let's face it, lady life is hard. It's incredible how much we accomplish every day, and we all deserve awards just for existing. If you're watching the show, make sure that you subscribe, click on that thing for instant notifications, speak your mind in the comments, and share us with your fellow Voyagers.